Rise and shine. It's butt-whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Go to the far side, caught by Ingram, 20, far sideline, 15, got a block, 10, the 5 down the far sideline. Did he get in? He did. He got in on the far side inside the pylon. It's third down and two. Here's the shotgun snap and an arching spiral pass. It's caught over the shoulder, 50 by Chase. He's gone. The 40 down the near side lane, 30. Foot race to the 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown! 76-yard touchdown pass by Cincinnati. Shotgun snap, drops back three, left tackle block, throwing the pass in the back of the end zone, bobbled, deflected, caught on the ricochet, touchdown! Washington got the ball falling down under the crossbar in the back of the end zone. McPherson going for the win. Good snap, ball put down, the right-footed kick is right down the middle, and Cincinnati has won it in overtime. Hey, good Tuesday morning, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz. Glad you're with us here on 1025 UROC AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State online. I don't care which way you're listening. Just thank you so much for joining us here on this December the 5th. 30 degrees outside on our way to a high of 61. Christian, you got shorts on today? I don't because uh, this state makes it impossible to dress because (laughs) it would have been freezing to get uh, into work. You can't dress for work? You're freezing going into work, and then you're, you know, you, you leave for lunch or something, and it's it's boiling outside. It's it's going to be like 68 tomorrow. They couldn't get to 70 because the world might end uh, 70 in December, but 68, I mean, golly. You know, you remember the pants? They still, I don't know, they probably still make them somewhere. The zip-off pants, you need those. You need the pants Ooh, that have the true. zip around the knee, and then you can unzip and take <laughs> yeah. it off. You know, the pants it, that turn into those. shorts. You had those in, like, fourth grade. You were the coolest kid <laughs> at recess. I mean, that was that was peak life right there, was having those in, like, fourth grade. I, I, I don't know if that was peak life in my lifetime, think, but that's all right. Was. I mean, it was—I well, remember yeah, them. I, mean, I did not—I don't think I owned a pair of them, though. don't think I did. Maybe. God, I don't. I don't remember it though. But maybe that's why your life didn't peak then. You didn't. Ha- you didn't experience. I'm hopeful. I'm hoping and praying. I'm still on the incline. I'm just. I'm still working <laughs> yeah, my way true. up there. I don't need to be on the decline after fourth I'll, grade. That's not good. How about this? How about this? I'll let you know if I find a moment better than that fourth grade. <laughs> <recess>. <laughs> please, please be on the search. That's going to be hard to top right there. Uh, exactly. Anyway, it is. Glad they're with us. Bar. On the on this Tuesday morning, a full show ahead that includes Ryan Gilbert of GoPowerCat.com. He'll join us in about 20 minutes talking Kansas State basketball. Big game tonight for the Wildcats as they welcome in Villanova to Bramlage Coliseum after what was a dicey game on Saturday. I think it was, yeah, it was Saturday where they took overtime to beat North Alabama and really a rally comeback late in order to just make it into overtime once again, probably the thing where you're overlooking your opponent a little bit, like Kansas overlooked Eastern Illinois, getting ready for your Big East game. 
Uh, but K-State going to take on Villanova tonight, and we'll get Ryan Gilbert's thoughts on that. We'll also get his thoughts on what his favorite Pop-Tart is as K-State gets ready for the Pop-Tart Bowl. <laughs> so we'll get to all that coming up here on uh, today's program. We'll touch a little bit on the portal, uh, which was bonkers yesterday, a number that you will not believe and how many kids were in the football transfer portal on day number one. Uh, we'll get to all that. We'll touch on the Heisman as well in the walk-off. And we'll get touch a little Chiefs and Broncos as well. I want to start off, though, first and foremost, Monday night football last night. Uh, what a showing from Jake Browning, first and foremost. People, uh, I remember watching the game when they, I don't know if it was Sunday night football, when the Bengals took on the, the, uh, the Ravens. And Joe Burrow went down with the injury and Jake Browning came in late. Now they were going to lose the game. And it was Jake, it, 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 first of all, anybody know where Jake Browning went to school? Because if you didn't watch telecast last night, you didn't know. But he was he was a part of a team that's back in the college football playoff for the first time in a while, but he led him there for the first time ever. You know who I'm talking about, Christian? Are you asking me? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Washington, right? Washington, right. He was the quarterback at the University of Washington. He was a really good quarterback underneath Chris Peterson, who was the head coach. And I'll tell you what, Peterson's been out of the game for a while. So Jake Browning really has just been sitting on the bench uh, and not playing any uh, big time snaps, any meaningful snaps in the NFL, I think for six years, something like that. It's been a while. Jake Browning last night, folks, after kind of struggling a little bit in his first ever start against the Steelers, goes out in his second start, goes 32 of 37, 354, two touchdowns, one passing, one running, and leads the Bengals to a big 34 31 overtime win over the Jaguars last night. It was impressive to watch, and I just remember watching that game when he first got in in relief, and I thought, you know, it doesn't look all that bad. It doesn't look clunky. He does a few things right. He moves in the pocket. He makes good throws. Just as, you know, Jake Bryan doesn't look all that bad. Then he didn't, you know, and then against the Steelers, it, you know, you're playing the Steelers, and that's a great, great, great defense and struggled there. But they took on the Jaguars last night. He lit them up. Just five incompletions for a guy that really hasn't played any meaningful football in over six years. If I'm the Jets, I'm calling right now. Saying, hey, can we get a, can we get uh, Browning on the phone here? He's got to be better than anybody they got. He's got to be than, than with Rodgers being hurt. He's got to be better than anybody. Zach Wilson is there. They're talking about going back to Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson saying, "No thanks. I think I'll just sit here on the bench." Did you read that report yesterday? I did. I thought that Nuts. was so funny. So I mean, I was I, that was my thought was I was like, boy, this Browning guy is good. And if I'm an NFL team, Joe Burrow is still the number one in Cincinnati. I think I'm making a call. Oh yeah, Browning. Jake Browning looked amazing last night, and the Bengals. I'm sorry, and the Jaguars are not just deterred; they're a good team. They're a good defense too. Yeah, good defense. And and, and on a side note, a, a horrible, horrible, horrible feeling for Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence going down. That mm. injury was bad. Did you see that? I did. Oh. And it's, they they diagnosed it just a sprained ankle. Oh, came thank out this God! Morning, but thank oh God! Oh my gosh! Watching that, <gasps> my initial thought was like, "There goes your season." Yeah. Like I didn't. How about how I about hope that? Yeah. Did, were you watching it live? Uh yeah. Did you yeah. hear the crowd? Like when he no, they're like, I mean, they're, they were like, "Oh, like you could hear the groans." Like, "Oh no, he's hurt." And then he got up and he tried to walk. And and he took like two steps and then took his helmet off and spiked it and threw it the ground. And it was like, oh yeah. no! You could just hear the crowd, like, oh no, our season is over if we don't have Trevor Lawrence playing, which he's gonna he's got to be out for at least a week or two. Now C.J. Beathard, I think, can fill the hole there for a while. Yeah, he looked he okay coming bad. off the bench, but 
anyway, I just I wanted to throw my thoughts there on on Jake Browning this morning. I was so impressed by him. He looks so good, and I just my initial thought was after, and he was really good after the game in the post game interview uh, with Lisa Salters, very professional. Not that he wouldn't be, but I mean, I, and that's another thing I guess stands out to me. Like, oh, it's a very professional interview for a guy once again who doesn't have a lot of experience in these situations. He looked like a pro, and I'm just sitting thinking there are teams in the NFL that are like, can we get him? I'd be thinking that, you know, we got to talk about getting to Browning because he looked really good. And if he plays like that the rest of the season, I, mean, I don't know if Cincinnati will let him go, but for the right asking price, they might. So I mean, he Jake Browning has made himself a lot of money tonight that is for certain it's his to lose i think this offseason i don't know what his contract looks like obviously not a lot of backup contracts are so incredibly lucrative uh but yeah he looked great and credit to the Bengals play calling because if you remember the first quarter uh he started i think eight of eight or nine of nine and all of the passes were like five yards down the field it was all very like controlled well thought out they they went in knowing hey we have a guy who's essentially a backup in and what are we going to do we're going to get him warmed up into this game it's like you know you watch uh, a basketball game and star players not playing well so you get him to the free throw line you get him easy looks and that got him warm so that when it was time to make plays later and it's not like he was lighting them up but 354 I mean, that's pretty good. Only the one touchdown. Obviously, Joe Mixon uh, was a little touchdown merchant there, grabbed a couple of short ones, but five incomplete. I mean, he played really well. He made himself some money. I think this offseason, obviously, the Jets would like him right now, but the trade deadline's passed. And uh, with the amount of quarterback injuries this year, man, yeah, that's a good point. And he was backing up their guy. There's been a lot. And that's the thing about Lawrence. If he was done for the year, which he's not according to the report that Christian read. I mean, that's a it's been a bad year for quarterback injuries. And and, and this once as and I thought about that too as I they showed Trevor Lawrence, which by the way, is Jacksonville that poor they couldn't get a cart for him to help wheel him off? I mean, hey, I'm Did guessing you he probably see prob- that video? Him in the locker they were walking him to the locker room yeah. at about, you know, like a quarter mile an hour. Yeah, I they were. Betty he was White walking the whole thing, and him down my there. guess is that was at his discretion. Left Trevor's like, I know I'm going to walk this thing. We're going to walk all the way there. But I was just like, can't you get the guy a cart? But nonetheless, there's been a lot of bad quarterback injuries, and that has really changed, you know, the game. And look, last night's Monday football game was really good, folks. Overtime, 34-31. It was a very entertaining game. There were points scored. There was good offense, good defense. It was a good game. It really was. But that game should have been probably better if Joe Burrow was in was 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 healthy. And there's a lot of games like when you look at some of the things that the NFL did with the schedule this year. Like, boy, that would have been a good game. That would have been a good game. That would have been a good game. You see where they're. I've said this before. You see what they were thinking because of the matchups that they had in their minds with a healthy quarterback with each of these teams. But those quarterbacks are not there, and uh, the, uh-huh. and, and it's resulted in some really bad football games. So. Lots of Jets. Lots of Jets on yes, Pride Yes, Jets time. is the biggest like, one. We have to watch Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson doesn't even want to yeah. watch Zach Wilson, <laughs> Zach apparently. Wilson would rather stay at home and sit on the couch and play Halo or something. I don't know. Do, do you blame him? I mean, he's been the scapegoat for all of their problems, and you throw in Trevor Simeon, and you throw in whoever, and it turns out their O-line is awful, and Garrett Wilson's the only real weapon, and like... He was not their problem, and yet they're like, all right, come back, come back, even though 
Right. He's not gonna. They're not no, gonna I have just, any success I, with him. I or feel bad for him. Zach Wilson. I mean, he's just he's personally digging I. his own NFL grave, and the Jets are assisting him with a backhoe. I, mean, <laughs> I was gonna say they're, they're, they're the Jets organization is not exactly helping him it easier on Mr. No. Wilson. So anyway, uh, very interesting night last night in Monday Night Football. Uh, I do want to highlight one thing on the local sports calendar. Uh, yesterday. Uh, Joaquini's Purple and Gold Basketball Tournament got underway, and a couple area teams played. Oakley Girls bested Northern Valley 59-46. They will take on Hoxie, who beat uh, Ness City in easy fashion, 83-41 in the championship semifinals Thursday. Look at it. I think Hoxie's on their way to a state tournament appearance. They have dominated their first two games. Uh, Oakley Boys, they were routed by Northern Valley 57-23. They will play Hoxie as well. Uh, seven, they lost to Ness City, did the Indians, 74-66. So you've got... Indians and Plainsmen meeting in the semifinals. Girls in the championship semifinals. Boys in the consolation semis. Uh, that's on Thursday is when that will take place next. Uh, it's a very big day today. More regional tournaments get started today. You've got the Brewster Sagebrush Shootout, uh, which gets going today. You've got matchups like Triplanes Brewster, Weskin, Shiland, Wallace County, St. Francis, Golden Plains, both those boys and girls matchups. Uh, you got uh, the Castle Rock Classic over in Quinter. Rollins County taking on Pawnee Heights. Quinter taking on Wheatland Grail. Those are boys' games. Then you've got Quinter, Western Plains, Healy, Rollins County, Wichita, CCA, and Wheatland Grinnell, Logan, Palco, and girls' games. And then you have Decatur Community High School playing at the Cattle Trail Tournament in McCook. Uh, they will face Juanita Palisade in the first round today. Will the uh, DCS, DCHS girls, while the Red Devil boys will be facing Hayes Center. In the first round today in McCook, so a little bit of a ba- lots of basketball getting going today with tournament action around our listening region. Before we get to our first break, I wanted to bring up a question because we didn't get to spend a lot of time yesterday because we got caught up, of course, as everybody did on you know college football playoff. But we we talked and we mentioned about the Chiefs and the Broncos both handing loss handed losses on Sunday. The Chiefs losing to the Packers on Sunday night and the Broncos falling at the gun pretty much in Houston Sunday afternoon. The question I have that I want to talk about for the next, you know, five to seven minutes or so is who is who is the bigger loser of those two from this past weekend? Which which one of those teams loss stings the most, Christian? Which one of those teams loss stings the most? Because the Chiefs are trying to separate themselves and in, in, in lock in a playoff spot. And the Broncos are on the opposite side of it. They're trying to stay in the playoff spot. Which one of those losses Hurt the most, not only from the perspective of postseason, but maybe from just the perspective of team camaraderie and momentum for the rest of the year. Well, frankly, I think both losses, if you look at it objectively, right? So just just this game and you separate just this game, they really weren't all that bad. Obviously, Denver and those interceptions uh, from Wilson didn't look great doing it. Uh, you know, but Kansas City loses on the road in Lambeau to a surging pack, and uh, Denver lost to a Texans team that's now won four of its last five, and that was in Houston. So two road games against teams uh, that are very hungry for wins and have been winning. So I think if you looked at looked at just those losses, they're not all that awful. But exactly like you said, Ross, it's got an effect. We're at that time of the year where where it hits big come playoff time and come playoff time is right about now i gotta think it hurts denver the most right because not only do you now drop out of the the playoff the wild card spot i think you were in that seventh seed but now you lost to houston 
who has a game over you and then of course the tiebreaker in head-to-head -head play so you're a game back uh, from any wild card spot that being said seven and five seven and five seven and five seven and five are five six seven and eight spots in the AFC so really you're only a game back which isn't that awful uh, additionally yeah you, you love looking at the schedules Denver has a pretty nice schedule ahead they only have one team with a winning record in their last five games they play in Detroit uh, that one will be tough but if you take that one off the board you've got the Chargers twice the Patriots and the Raiders you could easily win all four of those games especially with the way the Chargers are playing who are maybe the only teams that would threaten to grab one because it's hard to beat uh, one team twice that you're paying or playing uh, in the span of a couple of weeks here but Denver's hopes for a playoff spot still very much alive because of how ridiculously easy the schedule they have left is additionally for the Chiefs obviously that loss is big because they're now a game behind Baltimore and Miami but guess how many winning teams they have left on their schedule zero I'm guessing it's zero yeah so two very easy schedules uh, for two teams that are have very good shots. Obviously, Denver at the playoffs and Kansas City at that one seed. I, I think you you got to be pretty happy. You can't be that happy with a loss, but a road loss to good teams and an easy schedule coming up, I don't think you can be that mad at it. I mean, are we going to call the Packers a good team? I mean, are they, are, I mean, they're an improving team. Are they a good team? I, I, don't, I, don't I don't know where I want to put that. You're right. You're right. Good team is too much, but they're in a wild card spot right now. I guess. And, but the NFC, it's definitely more down than the AFC. Correct? Absolutely. So, you're I mean, right. I'm not trying to mock your Lions heavy. or anything like that. Just overall, top no, to bottom. Top heavy for sure. Yeah. It's, it's not great. I guess I'll throw these two cents out here. I think that the Texans, or the, the loss of the Broncos, Texans stings. But I just don't think I actually I think it honestly for I'll tell you the reason why I think it maybe stings just a little bit more for Kansas City. Look, the Texans are a good team, and I've been a very I've been a very impressive team this year, a surprise team, and been a good team. The Denver defense held C.J. Stroud down. They held that Houston rushing attack down. It was the turnovers of the quarterback that that lost them that game. And Russell Wilson, for the most part, has played a very clean season. So. I'm going to go on the fact that that was kind of, not want to say an abomination, but that was just one of those random, it was a, kind of a random bad game for him. And credit to Houston for forgiving him that. And like you said, the schedule is easy for Denver. I still, they still have the tiebreaker over Buffalo. They got the tiebreaker over Cincinnati. There's, I think they're still going to be in a fine spot. I really do. I really think they're going to be in a, in a fine spot. But... I don't know. For me, to me, the loss to Green Bay, and not because I think Green Bay is a bad team. I'm not going to throw them under the bus. Like Green Bay is an improving team, and it was on the road. But Kansas City has lost some games this year, and it's the post-game press conference things that are said that have me concerned. It's it's constantly like, well, we got to get it fixed. We got to get this figured out. I've been hearing that now for five, six weeks, but it hasn't happened. Is it going to happen? I just don't know. I think by this time, you are who you are. You're a team with a really good quarterback. Your wide receiving room is 
questionable. You might have a top 10 running back that you should load up more in Isaiah Pacheco, and he continues to run well. And here's the other thing I think that was maybe the scariest. Jordan Love is a, is an improving quarterback, but he's still working his way into that role. The Chiefs defense gave up a season-high 27 points. That's been the calling card of this 2023 Chiefs team has been their defense and how good it has been. It gave up the most points it has to what should have been probably one of its easier opponents, maybe. Let's let's throw out that Jordan Love has thrown for 250-plus in four straight games. The last time he threw a pick was to the Steelers' defense almost a full month ago. He's been balling. I'm, I don't think we can take anything away from Jordan Love right now. He also, passing-wise, obviously, uh, he... Okay, hold on. Less. Before we go on here, he's okay. The he has taken down the Chargers, not great. The Lions, good. Steelers, they lost. Rams, they beat, not good. Vikings, they lost. Broncos lost. Raiders lost. Lions lost. Saints, they beat by one. They have, as you learned, they have not played the great competition. <laughs> you're going, you're going back into the season. I'm talking about how they're playing right now. The last three games in a row. They've been red hot, and they've won all of those games. He's keying these victories. I don't, I don't I, think we I, can take anything yes, away from Jordan I would say Love that right Jordan now. Love is certainly playing well, but I don't know. I just feel like the Chiefs' defense has been better, and they should have shown up better, and it just didn't happen. That's just my they, thought. They were on like their third-string play call I get middle it. linebacker. I get it. You know, you're losing, you're losing some key pieces. It happens. But I guess I would say – I think my biggest thing is that I'm just concerned from the perspective of Kansas City that you've lost three out of your last five – and every time you lose, well, what's wrong? And and and, and, pro- and part part of the problem is is that there's too much expectations. Like we we want the Chiefs to be this team that goes just loses one game all season long, and runs the table and is in the number one seed and is dominant all the time, scoring a bunch of the points. And they're just not that team this year. They're a more defensive team. They're not as dynamic offensively, and they just can't figure out how to get back to that a dynamic offensive. And they may not this season. They just might not. And I think that's just a bit of a concern. And uh, so I guess that's why I guess I would sit here and say I think the, the Chiefs' loss was just just by a nose edges Denver for what, just being a little bit worse because I think also yeah and the fact that there's expectations for Kansas City there's not for Denver really there wasn't going into this year it's a fair and that point. that's a, that, and so that's going to add that's going to sway my vote a little bit there too but I don't know Kansas City is a I just I'm concerned that they continue to say the same thing well we got to get it figured out. It's you can say that after the first or two times. Now it's getting to become a trend. And now Kansas City, like you said, has got an easy schedule just like uh, Denver does to finish out the regular slate, which is fine. Bills, Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, Chargers. Although the Bills with Josh Allen, you never know. The Bengals with Jake Browning, you never know, I guess, because Browning lit him up. So we'll see. We'll see how it all finishes out. But I, I would put my vote there on the Kansas City side over Denver just by a bit. Because I think Denver might have been just a little bit of a, a random thing because the quarterback turned over three times. Final thought. That That is totally fair. Uh, I think I just gave Casey almost an excuse a little bit. Not an excuse. That's not the right word. But their defense was like you could have showed a, ho- a picture of a hospital wing and I would have believed you. I mean, they, they lost like three starters over the course of that game. And they were already on their third string middle linebacker and obviously they call almost all exotic blitzes uh, and and without a play caller that limits what you can do a little bit obviously Mahomes doesn't throw a ton of them but that interception was was big at the time as well I also just learned that Patrick Mahomes Jordan Love Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts 
all have the same number of interceptions on the year, which is a little crazy. That is crazy to think about. Yeah, just throwing that out there. And they all have the same number of touchdowns, except for one has three fewer touchdowns thrown, of course. Can you guess who that is? Obviously, uh, it's Jalen Hurts. Mm. It's because he's, cause, cause he's, he's, cause he's uh, pushing. He's, he's getting he's pushed merchant. in. Yeah. He's, he's getting pushed into the, the end yard line. That's right. All right, that'll do it for our first thing. We'll take a break, come back. Uh, when we return, we'll be joined by Ryan Gilbert of GoPowerCat.com talking uh, K-State basketball. Uh, during the break, though, if you want to text in the word SPARKLING to 785-899-2222, you can be a winner from the Kansas Lottery. That's the word SPARKLING, 785-899-2222. Win an instant scratch ticket from the Kansas Lottery. Ryan Gilbert coming up next during the Blitz.